Good morning, St. Louis and world. I'm Travis Terrell. Welcome to We Are Live. See how I included not only my hometown, but the rest of the world? That's what an international screenwriter does. And that's me. And he's Chris. But me? How you doing, baby girl? What you got on right now? It's kind of cold outside, a little snow. You trying to get under my fire? I got some logs we can burn all night long. <laughs> Somebody say something. I can't. Chris is troubled. I generally am. Hey, everybody. Good morning. So we are live. We're live from Midco Studio. Oh, yeah. <coughs> oh, geez. oh yeah. <laughs> I played that up. The coronavirus is here. Yeah. Uh, our friends uh, at Tech Electronics make this wonderful studio possible. Big thanks to them. Uh, they even help with the headphones that uh, Travis is adjusting right now. Uh, show off that head, baby. Mm, thank you. Uh, we've got lots to get to today. Have uh, some interesting things to talk about. Uh, we'll go back to the future. I don't know what that means. Let's say hi to uh, Chris Gardner. Hello, Mr. Gardner. Good morning, gentlemen. Why are we going back to the future? I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> not sure. We'll I can tell happens. how many, how much of coffee Chris has had in the morning just based on how he rolls out his intros. I think he just had his first cup, if I'm not mistaken, just based on that particular intro. I'm halfway through my first one. Let's not rule out CTE sometimes. <laughs> you got that Aaron Hernandez? Mm. Oh, be careful. Oh, boy. I do not find men attractive. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you. Yet. Wait till you get CTE. Yeah, Things more, change. A couple more bumps. Somebody's saying, hey, nice attractive, jeans. Attractive. You could say that a man's attractive, though. According Not attracted to men. Correct. There you go. According to the documentary, that's what did it. Was taking a bunch of routes across the middle that apparently turned Aaron Hernandez gay, right. thus into a murderer. I'm not sure that's how that all works. <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. I don't know the science behind it, but it was in a documentary. No, there are Doc, issues. I've gotten really into physical fitness and fashion. I think it's that hammer hitting me in the head. I'm not sure. <laughs> Aaron I've Michael real- Hernandez, please. Yeah, that's, thank you. I don't know why more people haven't done that. Yeah, that's strange. Have you seen that documentary, by the way? No, I haven't. I, I'm, Excuse me. I watch enough stuff. I will watch it because it's interesting. I don't think I'm going to watch it. I don't, um, I don't always jump right in on the death stuff. Um, we got so much coverage of it and everything. And I have yeah, no doubt it's really It was it's very really recent, good. too. It was very recent, too. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I have no... Um, I watched that uh, Don't F with Cats. I did not. I heard. I, I found out what the twist was to that, and I decided not to. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I decided not it's to. Pretty wild. On that. What's the twist? Don't F with Cats, hunting an internet serial killer. Isn't it about right, the hunting guy... Hunting an internet killer. Isn't it about this guy that eventually evolves to murdering this woman on camera? No, am I wrong in that assessment? You're wrong. It's the the concept you're throwing out is okay, but it okay. wasn't a woman, and there's so much more to okay. it. Okay, right. yeah, it's basically some internet sleuthing takes you down a rabbit hole and, and discover. They, yes, there's so, there's a disturbed individual doing some bad things. So I don't want to give too much away, but mm. there's a a lot going on. It's it's worth the watch, and it makes you just like that. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how Netflix oh, is. No, 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 yeah. Oh. Okay, that's there we what it go. does. I okay. wanted that again. No, that's fair. I don't, I don't know um, how much money Netflix is spending on documentaries, but I think it's probably the bread and butter of their system right now. Probably, if you're talking 
low cost, high potential maybe. Because yeah, I, yeah, I know for a fact um, they turned down some really well made documentaries. Really, and then. And then um, a movie similar to the documentary got made, and they were like, oh, hey, what you got there? Right. So they pull out. So they're smart. Like, whatever's hot or whatever, they'll yeah. put it out there. Uh, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, they um, they have a series called Dirty Money, um, where it just basically looks at some of the most notable cons performed uh, by corporate entities oh, around the world. Entities. Okay. Um, and it's pretty damning, and it's just like, Sweet Jesus. But I, Netflix consistently does a very good job when it comes to the documentary. The Aaron Hernandez documentary was peculiar, uh, the way they went about it. They essentially, in a roundabout way, just asserted that, uh, yeah, while we have you know documented evidence that CTE and a very abusive childhood ultimately led to him being what he ended up being, which was this over-aggressive murderer, um, they in, ultimately implied that, uh, or it could have been gay! Or it could just been the gayness that made him want to kill. And people were like, I I believe he may have been, yes, he probably maybe have been gay, maybe had a lover. I don't think that was the onus or the reason why it he would, decided uh, to go out and I would murder be suspect, people. Uh, and I haven't seen it. I don't know that it will. Um, but I would be suspect of anything that draws an absolute conclusion right. at this point. And now, it, it, it now I don't mind exploring the possibilities or what might have led to or, in, you know, more than one thing. Right, but to draw an absolute conclusion, right. I would probably have an issue with. They were introducing, uh, I guess, witnesses or characters to the documentary that didn't have anything directly tied to the case, mm -hmm. and Aaron Hernandez. So it felt like they were, in a roundabout way, painting the picture that uh, because you know other athletes have quote unquote struggled to come out of the closet or you know be a professional and also gay at the same time that that was similar to Aaron's struggle, thus Aaron internalized that struggle, which forced him to act out, uh, which a lot of people, yeah. especially... Uh, I mean, that's not... I mean, that's... It, but, but the drug... It's not unusual. It's not unusual, but they, that the way they tried... There was no connecting of that dot. It was just, oh, yeah, by the way, he was gay, so that could also be a reason. And you're just like, if you're going to say that, then let's connect those dots. Then explore it. Some. Yes, exactly. And they... Did some reasoning, not do some that. Yeah. Yes. That's what you would want out of a documentary. Now, if you're sitting up here, yeah, we're talking about fiction, okay, but we're talking about if you're going to do the totality of his life and you're going to connect every other dot as to how he ended up killing these people, then if you're going to introduce this new narrative, and you should himself. also connect it as well. Yeah. So, but no, it's a, a, I, Netflix does a very good job with a lot of their documentaries, even if you don't agree with them or how they go about in doing them. Uh, they're still pretty What's powerful the one? stuff. There was one about uh, a Nazi guy that I knew. Yeah, that watch. was the the Devil Next Door, I believe yeah, that was I called. That was that, that was the one I, I ended up watching one weekend with my sisters, and uh, my sisters are not into documentaries. They don't. <laughs> they're you know they're eighteen, nineteen year olds. They don't care for that. And uh, they sat down and watched. I think it was maybe five episodes. We watched five straight hours of this, and it is for me. It was one of the most riveting documentaries uh, over the last year. Uh, yeah. So if you have not seen it, please check it out. We talked about it briefly, I think, on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, but essentially, this guy is considered one of the worst Nazis of all time. And he was thought to be dead. Uh, but there was some evidence that came about that he was actually living uh, in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was uh, 
I it mean, was they so, made it out. It went all over the place. It, it was a it, few of them. It's very visceral. You have to watch it. I don't. I, I can't even attempt to give it away. It's it's just so surreal because the people who went through um, the concentration camp in which he worked uh, are so certain it's him. They're definite it's him. They're certain it's him, and it, and they're passionate and they're crying and their families are. It's it becomes this whole story and it's just wildly fascinating and it just shows the the horrors if we like we didn't already know of course of the holocaust and and how it was so lasting for that generation that is something that decades I, later that i have trouble watching like i can't yes. watch that stuff anymore it's tough like i didn't i didn't know that's where the story was going when i started it but once you got going you're like well i gotta i gotta find out is this the guy not, who they say it is it's not that i'm i'm saying like footage and stuff yes from the camps very and difficult like and it's in this documentary so i've right. seen enough of that yes. now it's not that i'm ignoring it it's to me that i've seen enough of it that i've been impacted enough by it right that i'd rather not i dwell enough on things sure i'd rather not have that lingering with me uh because that's the kind of thing that'll linger with you for several days and, and then you can see that type of effect that it was having on this community uh, and how it was having, of course, on the uh, Jewish residents um, because they, it's just the idea. Just like, I, if you, if I, I was trying to picture it of as the person that was the greatest slave killer of all time uh -huh. and you found out that he was a couple of blocks around from where you lived, how that visceral reaction would be for the blacks in your community. That's what it was for a lot of these Jewish residents where this is considered one of the greatest massacres of the World War II and dear Lord, he's two miles from our synagogue. Like it was, it was just an incredibly surreal documentary. So I would recommend that as well. But and, Netflix and is pretty that, good money when it comes to docs. And the thing is too, because when we think of documentaries, we think of, you know, serious material a lot. Like one of my favorite documentaries of all time is not like that. I, I, Which I one is that for you? Um, the King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. Explain a little bit that of the goes, premise if you don't mind. That goes down as one of the best ever. I'm, I don't is, think I'm not familiar with that. It's. Can you just give me an overview? Yeah, okay. Here, let, let, let me uh, look at the, uh, here's a description. Okay. This is for, You type the King of Kong into the Google box. Okay, in the box of Google. this is what it spits out. It's a 97, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, By wow. the way, we'll play Dogs on Film or on Film later. Thank you. Um. Named video game player of the century in 1999, Billy Mitchell sets a record score in Donkey Kong that many felt would never be broken. In 2003, Steve Wiebe, who has recently lost his job, learns about the record, sets out to beat it, and does. So both men embark on a cross-country battle for inclusion in the 2007 Guinness Book of World Records as the Supreme King of the Electronic Game. Oh, wow. And like this uh, Billy Mitchell guy's got like a, like a mullet. Uh -huh. And he makes hot sauce. Uh -huh. This weeby guy like lost his job. Oh, uh, but I think he—I don't know if he was tech or maybe something in that area. But he like was—he built something in his garage to beat this game. And like the way—the way they do this, I guess, is you can video your videotape yourself right. playing the game and submit the tape for like evaluation to see if you get credit for a record wow and so there's like disputes over what is legit and what ah. isn't and they end up at arcade it's to me it's just it was it was fun okay it I was a really it fun it was interesting to me does the internet it, say what what, what uh, platform that's on 
Uh, one of the first ones on Netflix. It's on YouTube. Okay. Oh, okay. Well. Amazon Prime. Okay. iTunes, Google Play, Vudu, uh-huh. and Hulu. It looks like. Okay. Okay. I, I have I think three of those, so I can check it out. I would check. It's it's two ninety nine on most of those, but okay. I I will tell you it is. It's entertaining. It's okay. an entertaining documentary. I like those documentaries. Because it's, it's you know, like you can, we understand what most documentaries are, and that's fine. Right. But you can, there's ways to mix it in. And I think that's why some people like this one is because it's, it's a documentary, right. but it's, it's, it's weirder. It's a little different. Well, that's why I'm looking forward to the new HBO documentary about a story we talked about a few months ago about the McDonald's uh, game piece fraud. Uh, McMillions oh, yeah, yeah, is a yeah, documentary yeah. that's going to appear on HBO. McMillions, I believe, if it's not this weekend, it's next. Uh, but, of course, they're going to explore one of the most s- surreal frauds in the history of this country, and it involved the Monopoly game from McDonald's. And it involved mobsters. It involved old folks' homes. It involved just such a random cast of characters so it's a documentary on hbo and i believe where did this all begin in Mar gardens and i think it is mark Wahlberg's production company that has the film rights what's the uh, name of his production company i cannot remember it's not like Wahlburgers or anything like that <laughs> I, don't I don't think so why uh, wouldn't he do that i think it's uh, i got away with beating a minority in my teens and was able to have a second act of my life productions because he's a christian now. yes but i I'm curious to see how that plays out. That 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 documentary is going to be, uh, it's, it's one of the ones this year that I'm very much looking forward to because the story itself sounds so Hollywood. Sounds. I can't remember the writer uh, we had on. on the we did have the writer so. on. It was, I forget his name. I'm just drawing a blank. I follow him on Twitter now too. Uh, but it was British it, fella. It was a great. Lives out in Los Angeles. It is a fascinating story about this guy who worked security. He was the head of security for McDonald's. Jeff Mesh. And he and the funny thing about that is that the guy didn't even have a history of being like a fraud security expert. So you're wondering why the hell did McDonald's hire him in the first place? But the guy was essentially, I think, head of security responsible for the gaming and the travel of the pieces and things like that. And he took advantage of the system. He found, you know, he he knew what was in each uh container and which game piece had the the big wins and he would give them and sell them to his friends or people he knew and they would win cars and money and houses and it was fascinating because for years what did we all do when we played the monopoly game we all thought it was rigged because we're just like we never hear about these people who win and it just never it never really happened it never came to pass people winning these big prizes and then you come to discover oh shit there was a guy running fraud the entire time so I'm looking forward to that doc from HBO. Can we get like that to be somewhat of a basis for like Oceans 21? That would whenever be great. We get oh god, that'd be great. Oceans American consumerism. Yeah. Yeah, McDonald's being involved with that, like that's just the ultimate, right? Yeah. Like I mean, has anyone you know won more than a free burger? <laughs> I think I knew a friend uh-huh. that maybe maybe got a free soda, a medium soda Sprite one time, <laughs> but that's a, probably about it. But it was funny because you would see the commercials and be like, I want this brand new Viper. And you're like, first of all, no one even drives a Viper. Secondly, no, you didn't. This is bullshit. And you come to find out it was bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, ah, oh, man. My suspicions were true. I think. What I, else do I believe is true? I see, think, this is what it does then, too. Yeah. It, like, it allows certain theories in people's minds to dev- to give uh make them think that they might be right about other things that they're not right about. See? When one just one thing happens, 
I can say one out of ten are right. Now you start assuming the other nine are right. See? That's why I, that's why I keep... It's not fair. Th- guess what I did this week? I, I introduced the face-off theory to mother. That's maybe your, something you shouldn't do. Your mother? Mm-hmm. And she immediately threw blessed oil on me and started praying for how, me. How does that go? Mm, she just... Uh-huh. Didn't even respond. Just threw the oil on me. See, this is... Now, what did you do? And I was like, oh... See, oh. The, if my mom would have done that to me, I would have went... Like it was burning? No, my mom would have then threw more oil on me. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, oh, good, it's getting out. It must be working. We'll more. Burn, we'll burn it out of you. Apparently, she's not a fan of my face-off theory. What did she have any words to describe? No, it? She loves Ellen, and that that was enough. Oh, for her. that's where you she went was wrong. Like, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. The rest of it. But the fact that it, if it was anybody else but Ellen, it might have sold her. I think she wasn't a, on board to begin with, but she wasn't in a state where she wanted to pour blessed oil on me. When I got to the Ellen part of the story or my theory, keep that's Ellen out when, your mouth. Yeah, she. Yeah, you don't. You keep Ellen out. Whatever love and and devotion she had for Oprah when Oprah retired naturally transferred over to Ellen, understandably. And so I can't be even joking. About Ellen, she love Ellen too much. Like you see, Ellen giving them kids who dance on the internet's seventy five thousand dollars for the rest of their life. Oh Lord, I love Ellen. She gave seventy five thousand. Ellen just be giving away. Ellen, Ellen, white woman Oprah. Has she seen my friend Sean? Oh well, I don't think he's kind of a. Sean deserves money. If that's the case, I don't. I wouldn't. Can Sean dance? Have you seen him dancing at the jukebox? It's very possible. I just thought the man wears underwear like nobody's business. Just be a little bit gruffer. Maybe you can put him on the uh, Kelly Clarkson show. When he oh. maybe he's a Kelly Clarkson guy. Yeah, people, he's not ready for Ellen. People have sidekicks again now on some of these shows. Oh, no, I don't think right? Ellen. Do you think Sean would be a good sidekick on I a show? I yes. I'm not saying Ellen's show, but I'm just saying on somebody's show. Um, Chelsea Handler's dude uh, Chewy recently passed away. Mm-hmm. Does she still have a show? She does something. Okay. I don't know. She got money. Um, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that might, if, if someone show, because he could also be your like expert below deck correspondent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what channel that's on. Maybe I think it's on pop TV. It's on pop. Either. I think it's, it's on, on Bravo, pop, but it sounds like it's a pop TV show. It's on Bravo. Uh, it might be. Maybe it's on Bravo. He was watching a marathon yesterday when I saw him. Yeah. So, so. do celebrities go on this thing? Not that I, I think there I think was it's like, just pure. Insanity on a boat. Yeah, Below deck, not that's... not normally, but I think on one of I them. I saw one with Jamel Hill. There was one where uh, a a real housewife was yeah. on one. Um, so there might be some cross, some at times because okay. uh, they're on a yacht. Right. Okay, uh, I had to check that out. He loves that show. Uh, Sean, I pray for him every day. Hmm. I remember I had my mom come by Rosie's and throw some blessed oil on him too. Uh, if she comes by Rosie's, she's probably going to need a lot of blessed yeah, oil. Yeah, she's probably going to need to bring the fire hydrant I mean, into that place, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, you've only <laughs> seen didn't. a little bit of what's that. Oh, God, happened. I was just like, I have done my fair share of narcotics and drinking in my life, and I'm still not comfortable being in this place. And it wasn't it? because of the people, because the people were incredibly nice and polite. It was just like, ah, this is a new level of adult barring. That I am not at yet. It's Would called a send in. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like it, I hate saying it's a send in because it wasn't like people were in there 
sinning or doing anything different than you would in any other bar. It was just like the vibe is if you ain't here to do drinking, then we going to look at you funny all night long, fella. Yeah. And that time we went in, we were actually there just for a meeting. So I couldn't get my drink on. Uh-huh. So I really felt bad. Well, they, you were with. I'm a retired drinker. Yes, you are. I might be in the hall. Oh, the people are incredibly nice. They're, that's one thing about dive bars, hole in the walls, is that the people generally are incredibly nice, and they actually love seeing new faces from time to time. So I actually enjoy my time. Well, they get to show off their, yeah. their little neighborhood dive mm-hmm. a little bit. People that come in. Chris it's, and I used to do a lot of diving and a lot of holes in the walls back in our day oh really oh yeah my friend chris and i if you like uh, a glory hole for you or what i wouldn't call it a glory hole oh. but there was a, oh, some the holes and there was some glory <laughs> i can tell you that if you know what i mean huh you remember that one time you were there okay, well, oh, yeah. we did that I a lot we would go to the holes in the wall I'm like hey girl yeah. well, that probably was too much and yeah. i'll probably get an email about that later well, but yeah but for the most part maybe more than that <laughs> probably more blessed oil yeah yeah if mom heard that one She'd empty it out on you. You know who may need some blessed oil? Oh, hold on. I did that wrong. You know who may need some blessed oil and a little prayer this morning? David Schwimmer, that's who. You know, the guy who played Ross off Friends. Yeah, delightful character. David Schwimmer recently has done some interviews saying that he was one of the few voices, apparently, on set that encouraged creators and writers and directors to bring more blacks into hold on i want, show, you, to, I want you to keep friends. talking just keep talking okay and david schwimmer um who of course is a huge it's he's chris chris demon's favorite comedic actor david schwimmer i have to preface that uh was essentially having this interview where he said he would love to see a friends where it's an all asian cast or an all black cast and david schwimmer probably not realizing it chris absolutely stepped into it when he said that did he he did and here's why um friends uh this may come as a surprise to you was not an original concept in fact there was a show that was friends before friends and it was called living single Mm -hmm. and it was about four black women watched it so a lot of people online we're very happy to remind David Schwimmer that, hey, we we did have a all black friends. It was the concept that NBC took. It was called Living Single. Uh, so uh, Erica Alexander, who played Maxine Shaw, uh, attorney at law on Living Single, uh, she living uh, single. Uh, and it was a very popular show for a very long time. And. She and the rest of the internet took the time to remind David Schwimmer of the histories and the origins of Living Single. So it trended all day yesterday on Twitter. And I, I get what Schwimmer was attempting to do. And I think during the, I think the thing that and I know a lot of people may simply just roll their eyes at it when it comes to because they're like, hey, it's TV, it's friends. What's the big deal? I, I think it kind of speaks to what we've seen out of the entertainment industry for decades. As far as that there's it? an original concept and then it gets whitewashed and it becomes this phenom and people forget about the original. And then when it becomes a phenom and then they have like their first uh, African-American character. It's celebrated. It like, yeah, deal. it comes up celebrated like a big deal. <laughs> and I think... Was, I th- was it, what, like when you say it was um, like an offshoot, was it like officially an offshoot or, you're d- or, or are people just saying 
the relatively very same concept was I think already it, done. I think it's it wasn't that, like officially. But I I think there's a comment somewhere that mm-hmm. lends credence to that. And I I have no doubt. Yeah, they do this, they do this shit all the I time. I think it's more it's, what you were saying there, like hey. There's evident, you know, you correct, connect right. the dots or whatever. And people, but are s- I think there's a comment by someone affiliated with NBC that people read into to say, "Oh, really?" Mm. Like it was something about like if you could have whatever show, what would it be or something like that? And it was like Living Single, and then several years later, here's Friends or mm-hmm. something like that. It was it's something along those lines. Yeah, I'm not completely sure. No, and I'm. I'm- and, and sure, it, that's exactly what it was. And, uh, yeah, and people were pointing out, obviously, Living Single came out in 1993, while Friends came out in 1994. Now, was it a straight up and down ripoff? No, but people are ultimately saying Friends was a all-white ripoff of Living Single, as opposed to let's create a new show for all Asian or all blacks that were like Friends, and people were like just you, saying... Basically, you don't need to reboot right. Friends like that, because... It's already happened. happened. Right, exactly. I, okay, okay. Yeah. And but, so, and, and also, but it also is a thing that people. Uh, uh, David Schwimmer meant well in what he was saying. There is no doubt that he meant well. I, I think, though, it, it speaks to how we are so quick to forget things I say that. because it doesn't have any. Any involvement with white America, you see, so it was just completely negated. Like, and David Schwimmer, maybe, but this was a very popular show for a very long time on a major network. And so the idea that oh, they should make an all black friends is kind of like a slap in the face to a lot of those creators who were like, well, we actually did a show before Friends with all black women, and one thing that black women consistently say that in many respects is very true is that they're often forgotten as if it, they didn't exist. And for Schwimmer, it kind of felt it felt a bit out of touch. And I know he didn't mean it on purpose, but it feels out of touch again when you create something that's similar like Living Single with an icon like Queen Latifah and people just forget it because, let's be honest, it's a cast of all black women created by a black woman. So it's kind of like, again, Hollywood, again, like, you guys say you want to be as progressive as you want, but then there are moments like this that expose your blind spots. So, I mean, like, again, it's, it, it's great to mean well, and I'm glad Schwimmer pushed that. I think the idea that you can live in New York and no people of color frequently come across the paths of the people that are in those lives is silly. Sounds delightful. I bet you think so, Farmington. So that's why uh, your boy David Schwimmer, I don't think he got dragged by black Twitter, but I think they were just like, hey, Dave. Sounds like who's he's, black Twitter been dragging it's, lately? It's, nah, not too many folks. Like, Terry Crews. What did Terry Crews do? Alex, uh, Terry Crews is... That's the one I saw, and I'm like, I don't know if, I could un- if I'm going to understand I'll, this. I'll do my best to try to kind of break down the Terry Crews situation. So Terry Crews, of course, as we remember less than a year ago, Terry Crews came out as a part of the Me Too movement, and he said one of uh, the more prominent agents in Hollywood at a party... Grabbed his uh, dick grabbed his, Yeah, came up to him and grabbed his dick in front of his wife. Twice. Uh-huh. Twice. Uh, and Terry Crews went on this, of course... Uh, this public relations tour where he was getting his story out. And in doing so, a lot of people, including a lot of black women, including Gabrielle Union, I'll tell you why she's important to the story in just one second, came out and supported. Say, Terry, we are behind you. We completely understand your plight as women in Hollywood. We've had to endure the same. So it's not necessarily surprising to hear a man have to go through it as well. That speaks volumes to your courage for you to come out and talk about this incident because I'm sure that's not easy to do publicly. So you had a lot of these people come out and fully support 
They didn't necessarily say, hey, we'll wait to the evidence or we'll wait till the story comes out. Terry Crews was very passionate and sincere about what took place with him at that party. And a lot of actors, actresses, many of them black, stuck their necks out there and said, you know what? I know this is a powerful agent, but he's right. I'm supporting Terry Crews. So as we know recently, uh, America's Got Talent has had some issues with people of color, specifically Gabrielle Union, who, according to reports, was essentially told to tone down her blackness, uh, tone down her black girl attitude. Mm -hmm. uh, this is according to Gabrielle Union and many reports. There has been now follow-up reports about kind of toxic behavior, uh, Simon Cowell kind of at the center of it, that was taking place at America's Got Talent. So NBC's been doing this massive review. So recently, Terry Crews appeared on the Today Show. Terry Crews was talking about the upcoming season of America's Got Talent, and one of the anchors, of course, in the Today Show then asked Terry Crews about the environment because he's a host on there, and he knows, you know, the lay of the land and being a black man, a black entertainer. What happened? What did he see? And Terry Crews essentially said, I didn't see, I said, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak to the sexism, which was a statement that punched a lot of people in the face, uh, said, but I am black, so I can speak to the race. And so I never experienced any race, so racial issues while I was on set. The people were amazing. Uh, I don't know Gabrielle Union's experience, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. I think people would have been okay with that statement. A lot of people were like, ah, that's interesting. It's a different tone you're taking now when it's somebody else, but okay. He couldn't, couldn't stop there. He sent out a tweet that essentially said, I don't have to care about any other woman. The only woman I have to please is my wife. I don't have to worry about any other actress. I don't have to worry about even my daughter, my mother, or even um, my own grandmother. He just simply said, my wife is the most important person in the world. That's the only person I care about in regards to their opinion. And so that naturally got people upset because they were saying, okay, so now... The only people that matter are when they're directly connected to you. But when people stuck their necks out there to support you, they weren't relatives. They well, weren't thinking of you as a father if, figure or a brother well, or a husband. If that's your attitude, then you can see why there might have been an issue on the set right away. And there you go. <laughs> and, and, the, and Gartner. And that's, and thus, not, that's not even hard. To... There you go. And Gartner <laughs> thus ended the lesson. You know, and so people were like, wait a minute, oh. hold up. That, like, even, like I said, even the sexism comment, you don't have to be a woman to see sexism. That's fucking stupid. <sighs> oh, I see that well, I see that woman getting treated differently, but I have a dick and balls, so I don't know what that is. <sighs> like, that to me is, that's just the same way as if Chris turned around and said. Yeah, you, you might recognize it and view it differently. Right. But there are certain things you can. But Chris even. But if you're the, like, maybe you're the. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that was the thing. And that's what and I think that's what really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way is that, Terry, you wanted your voice to count. You wanted your voice to be heard. Here's now Gabrielle Union expressing similar angst, similar issues of harassment. Uh -huh. And all of a sudden you forget <laughs> about your own plight. And that was really it's literally be the equivalent of you or Chris going, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I saw some racist shit, but I'm white, so I can't speak to it. Yeah. That's silly. So, as, so for him to, again, follow it up with all of these tweets about it's just about his wife, that's the only person he cares about, it flies in the face of where he was a year ago when he was hoping everybody would come out and support his story. So that's why he's being dragged lately.
It's a very unfortunate development with Terry Crews because he seems like a likable guy. But I think this also speaks to why a lot of people are, man, that's, a lot, a lot of, that's why men, I think, get a lot of heat because that's, that's kind of a fucked up situation. I you just, just you, didn't understand what was yeah. going on on black Twitter. Because yeah. like I said, you know, it's not my place to be involved. Right. I'm not part of the culture. Um, but I like to observe. I like to see what's going on. Just, just to see if I can gain a little bit of knowledge. And I saw, like, some sort of meme with Chris Evans. Right. And then something with Terry Crews. And I'm like, okay, something's going on. Because I see his name being mentioned a lot. Right. And now someone brought Chris Evans into it. And how they like him or something. And, and then people were like, oh, no, you didn't. And I'm like, okay, why are they saying that? <laughs> and I'll, and, and I'll, so I needed you to explain to me what the hell was going on on Black Twitter. And why all of a sudden I've seen Chris Evans and Terry Crews. And it's the double down, I think, that did it. Here are a couple of tweets that really had people like, huh? I'm a hog. You're a chicken. Just because you gave me eggs don't mean I owe you bacon. And then the tweet that really got people in the uproar, there was only one woman. <laughs> this is this, Ross Perot? I have no freaking clue what the hell that was even now, about. You take a porcupine. Right. And light it on fire on the bar, and I put it out with my piss. It sounded like something Joanne Bennett from The Office would say. <laughs> I'm a hog, and you're a chicken. Just because you gave me eggs don't make me don't mean I owe you bacon. Oh, that sounds like a Joanne Bennett yeah. kind of thing. I have and a friend who has these colloquialisms, and that sounds like I think something. getting old is the best part of coming up with those. Yeah. So I think the worst one I've said, like, uh, and my aunt said this one time, like if if my grandpa want, thinks that you should like be more organized or be ready or, you know, do whatever. He's like, make sure you get your shit in a pile. Like he yeah. says, shit in a pile. And my aunt was like, I said that once and people looked at me like I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. I was like, I have too. Yeah. It was like, because you hear that. <laughs> Why would I pile get up my shit in a pile? Like, what shit Why would I do that? Yeah. It uh, just doesn't make any It's like my friend says, I'm as drunk as Hogan's goat. When you're dating yourself. It's like uh, Hogan's heroes? Yeah. Mm. And so it's like, I'm like, I don't know. I okay. Yeah. That means you're drunk because yeah. I'm watching you, and I can see it. If somebody, there has to be a book. Maybe I'll just have to look it up on Google. But there has to be a book of Southern colloquialism. Colloquialism. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah you could find if if it's really generational. I think too. Yeah. Like if you just find a mid seventies year old person around St. Louis, you're going to be able to find some colloquialisms. Mm -hmm. This is the tweet that really set people off. There is only one woman on on. There's only one woman wa on Earth. I have to please. Her name is Rebecca. Not my mother, my sister, my daughter. Rebecca or de Mornay. Or co-workers. I will let their husbands, boyfriends, Rebecca Lobo. Take care of them. Rebecca gives me wings. Rebecca being his wife. Uh, what, what about the wind? That's, it's such a weird statement to say. It's such a weird, like, especially the, not my mother, my sister, my daughters, or co-workers. I will let their husbands, boyfriends, partners take care of them. That's I, that's so peculiar. It's kind of narrow. It's very narrow, but it's also <laughs> like I said, it's another. How's how's mom feel right now? But I would imagine Terry Crews. Doesn't talk to his family. How does his daughter feel? Does he talk to her? Yeah. I just it, this is just I, I can't don't feel know. good. He was just on Marin. Oh, Marin. was it? That's and what he was talking about. Explains a lot because I didn't know. Oh, that's what he. On. Oh, that's oh that may help connect some of the dots because you know blacks don't listen to Marin, so that may actually help connect the dots here. So what did he say on Marin about his mother? Uh, he doesn't talk to his family after his uh after his mom died. Um, they all, his dad's an alcoholic. By the way, Mar this is, Marin gave a, uh, a disclaimer. He was like, 
Whatever's going on with uh, America's Got Talent, I have no clue. This was recorded way before any of this stuff. So just so you know, we don't talk about that if you're looking oh, for that. Okay. Um, no, his dad's... Um, Said his dad's an alcoholic and was super abusive, and his mom stayed with him. His mom died four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, his he said his whole family, including one sister that's like a judge, um, he doesn't talk to because he got tired of them. Like, ever he said one of his brothers couldn't afford to go to his mom's funeral. Everybody expects him to pay for everything and uses him and stuff. Like his dad. He has an assistant that calls his dad every couple months to make sure he's alive and okay. And he won't, he give, he'll, like, if his dad needs a new roof, he'll pay for a new roof. He won't give his dad any money because um, he's, like, got a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of his siblings. So it's not just giving them, it's like, hey, you need this. I will pay for that. Yeah, he said he doesn't talk. He hasn't but talked I to any of his siblings and like since his mom died because uh, at the funeral, he said it was, like, his last straw because they, everybody just, like, was like, you got this? And he, he said they were just about that. They were like that about everything, mm-hmm. is what he said. And he said he was just tired of it. Well, that may give us a little bit more insight why he feels that particular way. Then. Well, why did you do that to your daughter, though? I don't oh, know. I didn't know it was. Well, he, no, he, he just he said the daughter. To his daughter. Yeah, I was in the tweet I was talking oh, about. Oh, sorry. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, but that's interesting, Chris, because now that adds a little bit more background as to uh, kind of adds depth to that tweet. Because, again, like, it's he's peculiar. From, he's from Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Played professional football seven years in the league. Uh, you know, he's like a painter. He's like a true artist. Um, pretty interesting guy. Well, but we'll be the judge of that. Just because you paint doesn't mean you're any good. Yeah, uh, he, he's like Robert De Niro painted houses. Well, I see what happened. He said he, he used to he, like he painted one. He painted a painting for Natron Means once for like five grand. That's hilarious. He said Natron he would get cut. What a random. He said he would <laughs> get what a cut. random of randomness that is. He, he, this is on a different interview I heard him on, but he said he, when he would get cut. Uh, first thing you would do is go up to like starting running back or a tackle or something and be like, hey, have you ever had anybody paint you? And he showed them his work and they're like, yeah, how much you want? And he'd be like, yeah, two to $5,000. And he's like, then I knew I could survive until I'd get picked up by another team uh-huh. uh, to pay my bills and stuff. Nice. Paint me like one of your football players. That's yeah, good. isn't that wild? Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, he said he didn't even, he didn't even enjoy football. He was like, eh, it's just a way out of Flint. No, it, it really yeah. does. It does it, this kind of this situation does kind of go back to uh, the Harvey Dent quote from Dark Knight: uh, "You d- either die a hero, you live you live long enough so to see true. yourself become a villain." And this so is kind of a situation. True. A year ago, Terry Crews, who had all these people out in full force supporting him, supporting his story, especially being a, a male, a black male in Hollywood, talking to, "Hey, this doesn't just pertain to women. This pertains to a lot of men as well, who ultimately do these things as a power move." And so people were sympathetic to his situation, his narrative, his history. And so for him not to show that same sympathy towards these people who are going through similar situations yeah. is very frustrating and i can absolutely understand where a lot of these people are coming from especially black women because the black women often are at the forefront of taking these shots and defending men black men especially and for terry cruz uh to then pull this 180 it's kind of it's like it's a stab in the back it really is a stab in the back and i don't no one ever said well terry cruz is not my father so i don't give a fuck Terry Crews not my husband. I don't give a fuck. He's not my son. I don't give a fuck. These are people who are like, you know what? It's even more important because I, he could be my son. He could be my husband. And just because he's not doesn't mean I can't sympathize with what he's going through. And now that other women are going through, especially a black woman that put their, her career, her neck out there for him. 
and for him to then play the I just love my wife card. I don't know what y'all talking if, about if, is kind of a stab in the if, back. I mean, this just you know reinforces my thought that one of my goals in life mm -hmm. is to not get dragged on Black Twitter. Don't get dragged on Black Twitter. Don't do it. I wake. They tried to gotta get wake me. up every day don't and be do like. It. How do I not get dragged on black Twitter? Don't get, don't get dragged on black Twitter. Because then you know what you're going to do? You're going to make these gifs. You're going to make these memes. Mm -hmm. And I won't even know what they're about. That's I won't right. understand them. <laughs> Half of them, at least, probably. And so I won't even know what's being said about me then. One of my prouder moments. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I fought back. Chris, Chris had a, a brief encounter with black Twitter. I said, get back. Do? During the interview. The, remember the interview, the movie? The big hysteria about the interview with uh, James Franco. And, yeah. Well, and North killing. Korea was going was gonna, to you know, attack. The argument everybody. was people were like, should we really be celebrating a movie where a, a world leader is being assassinated in a comedy film? And so that delved into a bunch of very great area. In you don't remember this? To, you don't remember the, the situation with the I interview? I remember the movie. And it got basically. Oh, people, got, were, people were siding with like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. North Korea is right to, to hack. Well, no, because the Sony hack or whatever. We heard what I said yesterday, so yeah. I think you know where I fall I we, on there. I think we do. <laughs> I think we know where we fall on that. Yeah, like but, Team America. I mean, was it, weren't we? But either way, Chris, oh, I, oh. <laughs> Chris got into an interaction with a young lady I think I'm with who Chris commented here. to me. Who was yeah. Who I commented on. I forgot how she even got involved. You can look up. I feel like it was just an interaction between Chris so and not I. Been it wasn't that bad. But. It might not have been even what you were thinking. It might have been who you were interacting with is what got this to be an issue. Or Oh, well, she was like, oh, if you don't know. <laughs> I was never saying that. Just It was just funny. I, I stood for it. And then Travis, uh, to his credit, many times over admitted his horrific guilt. I and how he was wrong. I was and wrong. An unintelligent um, asshole jerk me. He never said any of that. No, I, I was wrong. I was uh, wrong about what? Uh, about what did you say? What the interview ultimately ended up being? Because, like I said, I thought it was just he based on the way the foreign power, <laughs> the way it was described, it, it felt like a violent porn where you're just being malicious to be malicious, and it's not funny. It's just doing it because you can. Uh, but once you actually see the end product, it wasn't that at all. So I think that's. But no, it, it, it the way they it was described. I'm especially browsing history today. Yeah, if I were you, I would probably need to do that again. <laughs> but it was also, I don't know why you went there. I, it, I, was I, also, <laughs> it was also my way of saying North Korea, please leave my emails alone. That was okay. also a roundabout way of saying, please don't hack me. Hey, I don't, I didn't, I have shit was to do this, with any of this. Was this before after? Wasn't it then that hacked the Sony? Yeah, no, yeah. this is what it was. This, this is what it was. Part, it was part of the, the Sony, Sony hack. hack. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah and the they Sony were like, hack. oh yeah, and there will be consequences if you allow this movie to air. And it was like. I was like, wait, you guys are seriously going to like be afraid of North Korea for a comedy that we should... Okay. Like they they, yeah, did, they if, did hack some pretty sophisticated systems. If you're systems. asking me to put it in, uh, I got my list of five, right? right. Kim Jong-un's on the list, too. Okay. okay. Now, uh -huh. see, now I'm like, hey, Midcoast Media firmly supports it. Uh -huh. hey, hey, actually. Yesterday, he was doing disclaimers. Oh, I'll disclaim all day, you moron. <laughs> no, it's probably... <laughs> you idiot. Probably, I mean, if Donald Trump were to die... No, don't finish that sentence! There's... I'm, no. not, I'm saying we're. You're I'm not, literally going to get visited by an FBI agent. I'm not wishing this upon the man. I don't I'm care. Telling you, you're I, using words in the I same sentence. I probably wouldn't celebrate it. I'd smirk. Again, Midcoast Media, Cheer Chris Denton, happily. Travis Farrell, anybody. There's no tragedy in his death, only tragedy Chris Gardner in his existence. Is, uh, That's an all? individual, <laughs> a crazy, maddened individual. Uh, let's get that evaluated first. Speak. Tom? To anything. <laughs> Hey, good time to tell you about St. Louis Counseling Services. <laughs> 
can check out stlouiscounseling.org. Online, check out the website. The podcast is there, Mental Health Matters. And while you're at it, hey, guess what? They have resources. You can read all about their services online, stlouiscounseling.org, for more information. Nothing? Nothing. You guys pumped for Super Bowl? No. No. Not even the the eating? That's after this week. This is... uh, that's what you're really about. I, the eating? Yeah, that's what he really wants. That's to all get. I care about. He just I wants know. to know what y'all got, what y'all got going on at y'all party. Here's how you That's know. what he really wants to know. Any holiday, anything like this, Chris, Chris <laughs> Don't blame if you. we were to put out a poll question, it's always revolving around the sides of yeah. whatever. <laughs> what are you working with? You guys got shrimp at yours? <laughs> got cocktail shrimp at mine. Mm. What do you think? That's what the question's always about. Certainly I um I, I it's kind of like you I know said, what? This I don't I don't mind having that cheese dip with Rotel in it every once in a while. And that's that time of year. I feel about Rotel. I love Rotel. Like, yeah, I I think so. I don't know. I, haven't, I, I got haven't made some Rotel plans. and put it in some uh, Velveeta shells and cheese a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Yeah, just why like, do you always sound half hard when you talk about your food? <laughs> I don't know why I put myself through. That. You can hear that. Are you mic'd up? I didn't know. It's an experiment we were working with. We have a tumescence meter on the screen. But I don't even think think you're excited for a Super Bowl. Even with food. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the food part's fun and everything, but then you've got to get up and have a half a hangover and you're full and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm not invested in it. I think I would enjoy the Super Bowl more. I know there's a petition this kid started to get the Super Bowl moved to Saturday. Uh, so people can be off on Sunday, the day after the Super nah, Bowl. Bad move. I think uh, that's what I would think. Monday I, I think a lot of move President's Day is what. Well, I think say. I know a lot of people say I know the petition's got a ton of signatures. I doubt the yeah. NFL does anything. But. No, 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 no. So you're just moving President's Day? Is that what they're saying? They're not adding another holiday. Oh no! But if people people were suggesting you could just move President's Day okay. to that Monday. Okay. I was just gonna say, like, if we're having basically. Days off. Days off because of the day sports. after the Super Bowl. But is it or a, we don't have an election day as a as a mm, national holiday. Good point. Good point. I would have an issue yeah, with that. Yeah, I would, I would understand that. I would absolutely understand that. And I'm, I'm only talking like the national election, like every four or maybe every two years. No, I agree. Like if we're doing that, oh, I'm, I'm with like, you. Oh, we'll put that one. That goes on the back burner. Let's pull this other one up first right, before we right. go there. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. That's why I thought the, the idea of having it on a Saturday made a lot more sense you know, than anything Sweden else. Sweden had 87% voter turnout in their last election. How many did. people are in Sweden? Uh, not sure. 87%. I don't care what Smaller the population Missouri, is. Smaller than Missouri, I bet. I would, oh, that's a good question. I can't find out how many people live in Sweden. argue that without knowing the facts. And what's their ethnicity makeup, too? Okay. They're Swedish? What uh, I'm saying is probably they're all very much the same. It like looks easier like to get people to do things. Uh, 10 million people, over 10 million people live in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So that is the equivalent of just a, that's like a New York, yeah, just since the New York population, just if you want to really kind of. The city of New York. Yeah, city of New York. So, so yeah, city of New York is about 8.6. Yeah. That's this a, is 10. 90% outrageous. white. Uh, yeah, yeah, Swedes. I don't I doubt if their minority population is fairly large. I think they have a, a fairly high Asian population, but I would not imagine that they're... So there's not as much oppression with the vote? 
I'm, yeah, it's probably it, you, you have less to argue about. Less to def- less less people to appra- less people, less people to, to disenfranchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less people to talk into. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that. that makes- but I think I. But That's no, an outrageously high number though. Do you think? Yeah, you talk, what did you say eighty seven percent? I wonder too if, Jeez, nat- then, like, if look, their national education level is high. Yeah, it all of it. All of it's pretty good. It's not all bad. that stuff. It's not bad. All that stuff. It's good. It's real Jesus. Good. No, I don't think they do much. Nearly there. nine million of their citizens voted, out of the. How, what's out the, of the population 10 million. of Missouri? Uh, oh, I thought population of Missouri was close to four. Oh no! No, it was lower than that. No, more than that. Really? With okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here. I'm sorry. Six point one two six. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow, it's more than I thought. Two big cities, one small city. So that would so yeah, so that'd be almost like that would be four and a half million or so of our citizens voting in an election and I don't I don't recall the last time we had that many people ever vote that much to another election in the state of Missouri. But I'm with Gardner on that. Yeah. I, I don't honestly I, I know why, because you kinda alluded to it with Sweden and Chris kinda alluded to it with his answer. Uh, you want to do whatever you can to depress the vote. You really don't want to encourage the public to vote. That's what politicians ultimately mm-hmm. That's their goal. They want to do whatever they can to discourage people from actually voting. And so a national holiday, while it would make a ton of sense, I have not heard even the most progressive of progressives pushing for something like that. And and maybe I don't know how much of a priority it is right now. And I mean, there are a ton of things that are currently a priority in the world. But yeah, that is one of those things that I'm with Gardner. If if we're going to give days off for the day after the Super Bowl, we better damn sure better get a day off to vote. And with Gardner's point, he's right. Like, even if you just do it for national elections, like, you can do it for the presidential election. Now, if you want to do something different for a local election, state election, so be it. But you're telling me every four years we can't have one holiday in November? Like, that seems pretty simple to me to just say, hey, on Tuesday, no one goes to work or you're off and you can go vote whenever. And they vote on a Tuesday in Sweden. Or no, no, they vote on a Sunday. Oh, yeah, why not move it to a Sunday? Yeah, that's what they do. Ain't nobody doing shit on Sunday. We have the, we we have Forest Park. Do it on Sunday. Take the take the Monday off and take the Monday off. Have a big party. Everyone helping each other. That'd be nice. Of course, that not everyone would want that. I wonder why. I was trying to see just in New York alone, like the raw number of people that voted. Yeah, what was the percentage? And I don't know that it matches Sweden actually. I doubt if it does. No way. I mean, what was the... They have 57%. And that's, in this country, considered pretty high. Pretty good. Yeah, in this country, that's high. Well, it was... But that's still depressing. Out of eight and eight... They ranked 41st in the country in voter turnout in the 2016 general election. Shit! Did that many people stay home in New York for the election? I guess they figured they already had the state. They weren't going to vote for Trump. And it wasn't going to make the ultimate difference at the end of the day. It's just like Missouri... Like, yeah, I went out and voted, but it's a red state, so, so my see, vote didn't mean shit. Would you start to see there's issues with right a certain college? Yeah, absolutely. God, that's really, wow, 41st? Yeah. Shit, that's a lot of people who stayed home. That's a oh. lot of people who stayed fucking home Way at the 2016 people. election. Damn! And I don't care what level you're on or who you're voting. Like, way more people complain and bitch than actually go out and vote. So that's a problem. 
Yeah. yeah, I think it's even. Well, I think it's pretty. Yeah, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think I, people. It's way easier to bitch about. Oh, stuff definitely. I don't. Say, I don't do get this, on do people that. for not voting and complaining anymore, hmm. because I also know that disenfranchisement is such an issue. Sure. That it could be a person that feels that way, and I think that because I will say I I would have been a person that would do that, but I think my mind is. I don't know if it's changed. I just have backed off that approach, I I guess, now is what I would say. Mm -hmm. It's just because I realize that there's a lot of stuff about the way certain people are treated that, you know, you start to become aware of and you can understand why. You don't want to play the game. Yeah, you can understand why they would be upset and then not want to participate in the process at the same time. I I think you're you're both right. lose-lose, though, too. That's what sucks. That's what that's what ultimately some people want is the thing and i feel bad for someone in that situation my stepfather so it's like i don't a lot of black people are there a lot of black people i know a lot of older relatives of mine are there and i think you're both right honestly i i think it is frustrating uh if you're an older african-american uh to just see how a lot of these states and a lot of these court rulings are allowing um, so many people to be disenfranchised. We see it in Georgia. We saw it in North Carolina. Well, it's even, I mean, the Supreme Court with the Citizens United. With the Citizens United, allowing corporations. Yeah, then, and then. I mean, absolute embarrassment. And then when you see, s- and you see so much money, and especially dark money, flood into politics, if you are a minority in this country, like your voice can't compete with that. Even if you do have the power of voting, you can't compete with dark money coming into your election where a candidate you've never heard of has more funding than God to run a campaign, like that's hard to contend against. And so, yeah, I think you're both right in that regard. I think you want people to vote so they're, that, you know, so their complaints can obviously no, be heard and they can continue to voice that opinion. But to Gardner's point, there are so many people over the years, over the decades that have been disenfranchised. I saw in Florida where they're rolling people off the rolls. Well, and that's like, and Chris is insane. He doesn't want anybody to vote. He would right. like it. He would he, like he would if like more people, for, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's right. That people do need to be more engaged in the political process. However. But when you get beaten down to a certain yeah. point, you're still upset. And yet you don't want to participate because you've been beaten down by a process you think that doesn't want to involve you, and um, that's an issue. I hope I hope it gets. A, I don't that's know. That's why it's like I don't like election security is obviously a big big deal. Which is why but people. We sh- but we should also be making it easier to apply to vote. Yes. Like, yes. Or do mail. Like I use right. paper ballot all the time. I still I don't do any touchscreen. Well, you can. Uh, the, I mean, if you can bank online. There could be a voting system done online. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I would be leery of it. I, I think that's the reason why a lot of people are. I, I would be leery of it just because of what I I see. Uh, right. A less than proactive approach right. by certain groups and right. not attacking it. Right. And actually, maybe calling for it. Right. Um. So that's why I would be leery. Is the technology there? Absolutely. Oh, of course it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. But like, is the security like it there? Could be, it could be an app. Right. It could be on your phone. Easily. Um, so that's why, like, I just, I do paper ballot. Um, I have friends that do absentee quite often. Uh, they'll even, I'm sure, do absentee. I think absentee for, uh, primaries is in March or something like that. Um, but it's just, I, I just don't treat it the same way as I used to, I guess. 
And you have to, and, and you have to be leery. And this to, to to Gardner's point, um, we have had these endless amounts of reports, um, not only from our intelligence services, but from even local state attorney generals. Uh, and we just got a report this past summer about how Russian uh, operatives found a way into local elections here in the state. So I think, I think that's the thing that's kind of been the scariest thing. I know it's been impeachment all the time, and it should be. Uh, the argument has been, well, you should leave it up to the voters in November. I think that's the part that has other people like myself even as scared is because, well, what makes you think our upcoming elections are going to be protected and they're going to be reliable? They're going to be trusted one mm-hmm. way or the other. So the idea that we mm-hmm. simply can just wait to November, you know, to cast our vote when we don't even know our vote will ultimately count. That's not a good feeling. That's not a good feeling. And I think that's the thing that kind of, I mean, there's a number of things to worry about in 2020. Uh, but that's the one where I feel as if, what is the fucking point? If we're not securing our ballot boxes, then why the hell does it matter if I get up before I have to go to work to cast a vote if it's not going to count anyway? Mm-hmm. Mm. This well. hopeless message brought to you <laughs> Fair. by uh, us here. We are live. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the other side. Oh, oh, hold on. I wasn't. Uh, oh, God. Oh, we're caught naked. And now. <laughs> 